Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Wiki Shuffle. I'm a man called Jack, and the next voice you'll hear is a human male called Chris. Hello. And a human male called Phil. I, do we need to let people know that I'm human? I thought that went without saying. Mm-hmm. It's nice to fill the listeners in occasionally. Okay, I am definitely human. I'm not protesting too much against that, am I? No, good. Okay, good. Hello. That's good. <laughs> uh, if we launch straight into... Um, non-human things then and start off with Pokemon uh, two weeks ago now mm. we, we asked what um, Pokemon Phil should have sex with <laughs> or sleep with as he put it in yeah, a, he was more I mean, romantic about it. it he's not going to go out and like grab the first Pikachu he sees no, he'll take it to like a nice restaurant mm. find out how many how far into Game of Thrones it is just <laughs> wine and dine <laughs> And then maybe, yeah, just a snog And then just a afterwards. snog. Yeah. The, the whole time I'm, I'm keeping this Pokemon in a ball in my pocket. Is that right? That's how it works? That's right, yes. It doesn't sound ever so romantic when you put it mm. that way. But So what what was the outcome then? Who well, have I got to... Um... Well, obviously Ninetales was my favourite because she is the sexiest. Um, GTP Liquid on Twitter suggested Gardevoir, who is um, she's kind of a... I don't even know. Most Pokemon sort of look vaguely like another animal, but this one it just looks like a weird sort of plant. Oh, thing. sultry though. I can. Are you are you swayed by Gardevoir? I mean, it, it a bit more humanoid than um the Nine Tails, which is mm. generally my preference. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Wilson says Snorlax looks like a fun fuck. <laughs> I'm looking at the picture because I'm not familiar with any of these Pokemon as we established before I'm looking at a picture of Snorlax I'd give Snorlax a good hug yeah okay I'd, I'd cuddle up with Snorlax bit of spooning bit of spooning yeah Snorlax I think Snorlax is about maybe 60 foot tall <laughs> well then just Snor- for context <laughs> Snorlax Snorlax can be the big spoon then okay <laughs> um, Chris Best has the best answer I think he says surely the answer is ditto uh, train them well, and you can sleep with anyone. Flip side is that you may end up shagging yourself. Ditto was, um, just for context, because Phil's not into Pokemon, Ditto was a, a Pokemon that could change, like a shapeshifter, uh, basically. An amorphous blob, I think I'd say, from the picture I'm looking at here. There's a big smiley um, face, though. You know, amorphous blob wouldn't be my first time. Um, <laughs> um, it's quite terrifying that I've typed um, Ditto into Google and the picture of the Pokemon is the first thing that comes up. Ditto does have other meanings, but <laughs> nope, that's been supplanted by an image of a big pink blob of a Pokemon. Um, Dr. Blotz agrees that Gardevoir is way hotter than Ninetales, and Crap Punchline on Twitter says that Pikachu is looking good nowadays and he is linked. 
a woman in a pink bikini with some Pikachu ears, which it's not, it's not really the for, same, is it? is it? It has to be the wild animal Pikachu. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 what's what's your answer, Phil? Well, it looks as though Gardevoir. Am I pronouncing that right? But Ditto can shapeshift into any Pokemon. But it's a bit of a random, isn't it? So that's true. Yeah, you might end up having sex with Onyx. Oh, want that. Or Meowth. Yeah, Gardevoir. Gardevoir is the winner. Um, how do we make this happen? I just have to find one, I think. Is, is she like to, to find one? Thing? So, uh, there's multiples of these out, out there. Yeah. That's how it works. So I need to find myself a Gardevoir. Random. It's just random as well, so you just have to stroll about for hours <laughs> until you find the one you want. So that's two weeks ago. That's all sorted out. Last week, we had our um, trip to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Oh, didn't we just? I'm um, never going to Mexico again. No. It was good. I, uh, I've spoken to a few people over Twitter about this and about how it wasn't an easy um, episode to record. And we definitely yeah. had our, our doubts while we were recording as to whether that was the right thing to do and whether we should try and keep it lighter and avoid those kind of articles. We came to the conclusion, and I think on listening back to the episode myself, that it was the right decision to make, that we shouldn't pretend that everything in the world is sexy Pokemon um, <laughs> and that there are real things that we should cover. And I think as long as we're being respectful and appropriate in our tone, then that's the right thing to do. So please let us know if you disagree and you felt the episode was just a bit too much and you'd rather we stayed away from that sort of topic. But personally, I'm, I'm glad we covered it. I hope that mm. we um, brought people's attention to something quite horrific in the world that maybe might not have been aware of otherwise. Um, I don't. Yeah. I, I have no regrets. Je ne regret rien. Okay, so with that in mind, let's click the random article button, see what happens, and let's release this in podcast form no matter what it is. Now, one of the things that I've been most surprised about since we've been doing our wiki shuffling, and it's been a few weeks now, welcome along, mm-hmm. um, is that we've not had as many professional sports people as I thought we would. Um, but here's Casey Rivers. Uh. <laughs> we have had we've had a handball player, we've had a football player, but that was chosen by me. We've yeah. had, we did have another one, didn't we? I, know, I just remember the Icelandic handball player. Yeah. I, I've had a few when I've been doing my tweets of the day, which is a fine point to mention that if you follow us on Twitter, at WikiShufflePod, you will be getting a little glimpse into our wiki shuffling or random articling as i sometimes call it um every day at quarter to five gmt um but yeah we've not had as many um sports people as i thought we would um so here let's learn about kelvin creswell rivers known as casey rivers um born march the 1st 1987 um I've reached a point in my life now where every professional sportsman in the world is younger than me, which is the only reason that I love snooker, because (laughs) that's the only sport for which it isn't true anymore. Um, um, An American professional basketball player who plays for Real Madrid of the Liga ACB. Now, that's interesting because with our Icelandic handball player, who I've forgotten the name of, when we said he plays for Barcelona, I automatically assumed that he must be pretty good at handball. However, with a basketball player playing for Real Madrid, I'm actually not that convinced. <laughs> no. Sorry, Casey Cresswell. Uh, sorry, Casey Rivers, if you're listening to this, but um, yeah. yeah, it doesn't. Real Madrid don't have the same clout in basketball. I wouldn't say. I, I wouldn't have said so. And uh, he's six foot five inches, and I, I don't know much about baseball, but baseball. <laughs> So you edit, so you get to leave that bit in. Your mistakes get to be cut out. Start start it again, start it again. 
I don't know much about basketball, um, but at six foot five inches, that makes the game just... If you're that tall, mm. then you're going to be good at basketball because it's just leaning and dropping something in a... But that's that's not that tall compared to NBA standards, I don't think. How tall is a standard NBA player? I don't know. I just said that without any <laughs> <laughs> real knowledge. I think there are a lot of six foot um, eight upwards, seven, yeah. some of them seven foot... Yeah, uh, so six. I think six foot five wouldn't be that big. And you get some that are so tall where you just think your skill doesn't even enter into this anymore. Yeah, um, you're just massive. Um, he plays at the shooting guard position. I don't know my um, basketball positions. Yeah, no. I, I like good ones. I like watching basketball, but I, I don't know that much about it to be honest. So. I, 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 the few times I've seen basketball, it's all just seemed very, very squeaky. Mm. It's just <laughs> a lot of squeaking going on. Yeah. Um, I find it distracting. I agree. That's, I think that's the only... That's, other than Space Jam, that's the only thing I can really put into my head that I know about basketball. The squeaking and Bugs Bunny. You sound desperate to talk more about Space Jam. I really want to talk about Space Jam, <laughs> but I'm going to save it for another day. If you listen to um, women's tennis while you're watching basketball, it just sounds like you're watching some mouse porn. Rivers attended high school at Oak Hill Academy in Virginia. While there, he helped to, to his team capture two USA Today National High School Basketball Championships. In those two years, his team's record was a combined 72-2. He holds Oak Hill's record for three-point goals in a game with 15. I imagine that's good. It's a record. He played college basketball at Clemson University, seeking, seeing action in 102 games while starting 55 of those games. Rivers averaged 14.2 points and grabbed six rebounds in a game in uh, six rebounds a game in his four years at Clemson. I can't get that excited about that. I mean, well done. Now I feel really bad for Casey Rivers. I feel like I'm, I'm being disingenuous towards him he's and not he's celebrating right his achievements in his extra long bed because of his long legs with his headphones on just how do tall wiping people... his eyes listening to this podcast <laughs> how do tall people get on in beds because they're uh, a standard length yeah, and that I legs... don't because I don't I'm, a, I'm not a tall guy and my bed's too short for me yeah. and yet yeah. everybody else in the world has the same length bed as I do you're um, both taller than me, is that? Um, I'm, I'm the shortest of the three of us? Uh, yeah, I'm 6'1 and a bit. It, that's significantly I mean, taller than me. I think I'm just under you, so yeah. Yeah, and if so I'm lying you... in a bed, my feet are way off the end. Mm. And it's a pain in the ass. Well, why has nobody done anything about that? I, I don't know, that's a question I've asked a lot, a lot of the time. You get wide beds, why don't you... Well, in fact, I think a extra king-size bed is it actually is a bit longer. longer, yeah. Um, but yeah, it should, so it should be standard. one of them. You just want a, a, a long normal bed yeah and duvets don't my, like my feet are just out at the end of duvets they, they don't cover me either i mean i, I just about fit so i'm all right thanks <laughs> poor old casey jones gets slagged off casey jones who's <laughs> <laughs> casey jones yeah casey rivers casey at six jones foot five. Sounds, sounds like someone it sounds like someone who is casey jones oh there you go <laughs> how about this is it someone from the turtles he is <laughs> arnold bernard casey jones is a fictional character from teenage mutant <laughs> turtles chris stop being obsessed with I've watched that film a lot of times. Is he a newsreader or something? Because why do I think newsreader or TV presenter or something? Um, um, I can't see anything about a newsreader, to be honest. Never mind. Anyway, Casey Rivers. God, do we want to know more about Casey Rivers' professional career? Yes. 
Desperately. I'm de- come on, come do, on. Do you imagine our listeners want to know more we about need to his know. professional career? Okay. Rivers went undrafted into the 2009 NBA draft. Mm. In, in August 2009, he signed with AB Latina of the Italian Legdu Basket. That's... I'm not sure that that was very Italian. No, it was a bit French. <laughs> the second tier league. So he didn't get picked, didn't get drafted in the NBA, so then went off to Italy um, and played in their second tier. Um, in 10 games with Latina, he averaged 24.5 points and 5.7 rebounds per game. And in December 2009, he signed with Benetton Treviso of the Liga Basket Serie A for the remainder of the season. Um, on June 30th, 2010, he signed a contract with Chiral Rhone of the French LNB Pro A for the 2010-11 to 11 season. In 2011, he returned to Italy and signed with Virtus Bologna for the rest of the season. Um, then Locomotive Cuban of Russia. Um, <sighs> then BC Chimki of Russia. Bit of a journeyman. It, it, well, it does seem so, doesn't it? Um, then he was acquired by the Reno Bighorns of the NBA D-League. Oh, yeah. Um, and then last year he moved back to Real Madrid. So he's lived all over Europe playing basketball. Marvin Mitchelson. Nice alliteration. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvin M. Mitchelson. So they step up. The um, alliteration game a bit there. Um, born on May the seventh, nineteen twenty-eight, in Detroit, Michigan, um, and died September eighteenth, two thousand and four, in Beverly Hills, California. Was an American celebrity lawyer who pioneered the concept of palimony, um, calling it marriage with no rings attached. Celebrity lawyer. Ah, oh, that makes me just not like the world very much. Yeah, I'm um, sure we'll find out how much of a dick this guy is. <laughs> I imagine he's very, very tanned with slicked hair and glasses. Yeah. Maybe a couple of gold rings. Mm-hmm. That's my impression. No, he wanted marriage without rings, so... Oh, true. <laughs> Mitchelson was the youngest child of three and only son of poor Russian immigrants. So it's a rags-to-riches story, we'd, I'd imagine. Always uh, nice. The family relocated from Detroit to Los Angeles when Marvin was in high school. After graduation, he then served a term in the United States Navy. After leaving the service, he entered UCLA, where he earned a Bachelor of Arts degree. He obtained a Juris Doctor degree from Southwestern University School of Law and was admitted to the California Bar on the 4th of June 1957, having passed the bar, sec- bar exam on his second try. His legal career. In 1963, Mitchelson won a landmark United States Supreme Court decision, Douglas v. California, protecting indignant defendants' rights to legal counsel. He gained national publicity when he was hired by Michelle Triola, a lounge singer who lived with actor Lee Marvin as his personal partner from 1964 until 1970, when Marvin told her to move out because he wanted to marry another woman. Mitchelson helped Triola, who claimed that she was entitled to the same benefits as a divorcee, which meant half of Marvin's then $3.6 million fortune, win her right to bring suit. Although Trisha, her name's not Trisha, <laughs> although Triola was awarded $104,000 for rehabilitation in 1978, the ruling was overturned in 1981, Marvin never paid Triola any money, Marvin v. Marvin, Triola assumed Marvin's name during the relationship, set a precedent. Mitchelson's celebrity clients included Pamela Mason, wife of James Mason, who received a $2 million divorce settlement from her ex-husband, Robert De Niro, Mickey Rooney, Sylvester Stallone, Zaza Gabor, Joan Collins, 
Mel Torme, Bianca Jagger, Leslie Ann Down and Carl Sagan, Mrs. William Shatner and many ex-wives of errant playboy sheiks. Mm. That was disapproving. Hmm. <laughs> it was. Um, Zaza Gabor must have kept him in work. Just on her own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, during his heyday, Mitchelson owned a 38-room Beverly Hills mansion, which now belongs to Johnny Depp. Four Rolls-Royce automobiles, and he epitomised the 1970s California champagne and cocaine lifestyle, consuming both in increasingly large quantities until his series of unpaid tax bills and malpractice complaints caught up with him. He was also forcibly evicted in the late 1970s from a home he was renting in Beverly Hills. Oh, and now it gets... Rags to riches to rag story. Yeah, we're going back to rags now because it's getting a bit... Oh, good, because we haven't had enough articles that have been a bit... (laughs) He was accused of rape by two women in the early 90s, but the authorities declined to mount a prosecution. However, on the 12th of April 1993, he was sentenced to 30 months in prison on four counts of felony tax fraud and failure to properly oversee a trust account. So basically, we don't really care about your raping, but tax will get you for that. Um, he's, he's, works, dead. he's dead so I can I can say whatever I like yeah rapist <laughs> <laughs> In 1994, he was cited for failing to take the professional responsibility exam, um, had his probation revoked in 1995, and was disciplined in 1996 for failure to provide accountings or return unearned fees in 14 client matters. A 1993 conviction for not paying taxes on some $2 million in income resulted in suspension from the bar, bankruptcy, and eventually two years in jail from 96 to 98. He wept on his first day in Lompoc prison, but ultimately found white-collar incarceration stimulating. He organised an opera appreciation society, (laughs) ran the library and helped other prisoners with their appeals. He was able to resume his practice in 2000 after presenting a humble and contrite figure to the court. His last high-profile client was longtime friend Phil Spector, who Mitchelson was to defend against murder charges, although Mitchelson died before the case was tried. Humble and contrite. And then uh, yeah. straight out of prison, let's defend Phil Spector. <laughs> Good <Yeah>. one. <laughs> Mitchelson died in a rehabilitation centre in Beverly Hills, succumbing to cancer. A list of Arab astronauts. A long time and there are efforts concerned... This might not be the best written article <laughs> that we've ever hit upon. I'm going to read it as it comes, um, although straight away it looks as though the sentence structure might not be ideal. A long time and there are efforts, concerns and experiences of Arab and Muslims in space. Perhaps the oldest attempts, Abbas Ibn Furnas to fly, but the journey Syrian astronaut (laughs) Mohammed Faris spaceflight within the joint Syrian-Soviet, as well as Prince Sultan bin Salman al-Sawad, is the first posts in the Arab space flight, also Mohsen al-Sharif in the three Arab to fly into space, staying for seven months on the ISS. (laughs) Okay. I guess has somebody just stuck this into Google Translate, maybe? Is that why it makes no sense? I don't know. Possibly. That's what it sounds like. Um, But you'd think this would have been, you know, tidied up by someone, because Wikipedia moderators are normally pretty good. Uh, yeah, it does say that the article needs additional citations for verification um, and has an appeal for improvements, um, but that's just for citations. Um, 
but yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't read nicely. In 1985, the Arab Organization of Space Communications nomination of Prince Sultan bin Salman bin, bin Abdul Aziz. That's your name for an organization. It was originally a civilian pirate. Pirate. <laughs> It was now he's getting English. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it was originally a civilian pilot with experience in the leadership of some of the aircraft, 1,000 flight hours, and holds a commercial aircraft license. And at the age of 28 years at the time, was born in Riyadh and holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in media from the University of Denver, Colorado. Is what that saying is that the first Arab in space has a media degree? Yep. Yes, I think so. Yeah. But it's from the University of Denver, Colorado, which I'm assuming is a very good school. But not for astronauts. <laughs> a Bachelor of Arts degree in media. And he's, I, I don't. I don't think it actually says anywhere that he's been in space, though. Just thought about it says it. he's had a nomination from the Arab Organization of Space Communications, right? And that he so... was a civilian pilot. But it doesn't. It says he had experience in the leadership of some of the aircraft, but it doesn't say what type of aircraft this is. I mean, this is a shambles. Speaking as somebody with a Bachelor of Arts degree in media studies, what you were going to um, say? Speaking as an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I'm beginning to think that my my two one um, in media studies might be enough to get me into space you now, and I'd kind space. of given You're up wasted on that. Wasted on podcast. I'd, I'd given up on that. Um, has undergone Prince Sultan bin Salman Al Saud before his trip to the stages of high level training, including how to deploy the Arab satellite at a distance of 320 kilometers of the Earth surface as well as how photography using a camera from the model this is gobbledygook yeah this is appalling <laughs> i think this is maybe the first one we're gonna have to just abandon uh we might I, I don't think i'm learning anything about arab astronauts here um um so i'm sorry whoever's um put together this entry and we should be able to have a look at who was responsible are for... we gonna name and shame <laughs> There's a comment under the talk section um, which just says, WTF, what the heck kind of bullshit is this article? That's, that's it. <laughs> so, um, and that was in January this year. A comment responded that said, feel free to improve it. Blanking it might improve it. It would be hard to disagree. And I would find that difficult to disagree with as well. Yeah, I think for the first time in our short history, Wikishuffle is going to admit defeat and move on from an article that just makes no sense. List of celebrity appearances in video games. Okay. I like video games. Okay. I'll... I like celebrities. Uh-huh. Oh, when two worlds just collide. This is a fairly short list, actually, so I don't think this is by any means exhaustive. Mm-hmm. Um, so feel free to add your own. But this is a list of celebrities who have appeared as themselves in video games. Um, so it's an alphabetical list. So we'll begin with B. Bruce Lee starred in several video games, um, such as Bruce Lee 1984, Bruce Lee Lives. That's, that's, that's Bruce Lee... And that was released in 1984. It's not Bruce Lee in some kind of Orwellian nightmare. <laughs> what a game. <laughs> that would be a better game. <laughs> yeah, it just turns up in Room 101. Um, 
Bruce Lee Lives, 1989. Dragon, The Bruce Lee Story, 1993. Bruce Lee, Quest of the Dragon, 2002. Bruce Lee, Return of the Legends, 2003. Uh, Bruce Lee, Iron Fist 3D. I'm going to take a guess. I reckon these are all fighting games. Mm. It seems like a reasonable guess. Mm-hmm. Um, when did Bruce Lee die? I'm guessing before any of these. Probably before any of those, yeah. Um, um, but slightly before the release of the game Bruce Lee Lives <laughs> uh, Drew Carey makes a cameo in The Sims House Party Drew if, if Drew Carey turned up at a house party that I was at I would leave who's Drew Carey? he's um, like a fat guy with glasses he's a comedian Nope. is he dead now? he might be dead now I don't think so if it's who I think he is yeah he's the guy that presents the American version of Whose Line Is It Anyway Right, okay. Okay, The Sims Superstar from 2003 had a whole host, a cavalcade, if you will, of stars guesting in it, including Avril Lavigne, and this is a strange, strange list, (laughs) Avril Lavigne, Andy Warhol, Christina Aguilera, Cameron Diaz, Sarah McLachlan, John Bon Jovi, and Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) What a party. (laughs) Andy Warhol, what, what went wrong? Well, The Sims is a bit of a weird game anyway, so... Who gives permission? How do you do it? Because I know there's been a thing in the news um, this week about how um, Robin Williams went to great lengths to protect the usage of his um, image and name after Mm. his death. Um, Mm. So presumably Andy Warhol and um, Marilyn Monroe didn't have such good lawyers working for them to prevent them from just popping up in The Sims Superstar. Did Robin Williams have such tight control? Because... I have seen that he's in Night at the Museum Three. <laughs> yeah, he he that was consensual. He was Wow. Um That's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he obviously didn't apply the same no. strict rules while he was alive and making Millennium Man. No wonder he was depressed. Bicent- was it was it Millennium Bicentennial Man? Bicentennial Man, man that's it. Isn't I don't it? think I've seen it, but I remember the box art because it was terrifying. Because it was he was it was Robin Williams' face, but it was as if he was a robot. robot. Yeah. It's horrible. It's kind of a scary looking dude in the first place, really. Very hairy arms. Mm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Is that speaking ill of the dead? I don't think so. I think so. It's just a fact. Huh? That's on public record, isn't yeah, it's it? Fine. I've got hairy arms. It's all right. Not Robin Williams hairy. No, he's pretty hairy man. Yeah. He was a pretty hairy man. Okay. <laughs> Gary Coleman appears as himself in Postal. Postal? Now that was a game from like the nineties where you went on a killing spree. Yeah, go as in going postal. And yeah. so did you get to play as Gary Coleman or did you get to kill Gary Coleman? I've never played it, but I'm guessing you got to kill him. Hugh Hefner, Carmen Electra and Tom Arnold all appear in Playboy The Mansion. Horrid. <laughs> wow. Who bought that game? Oh, I'm answering my own question. Mm. We all know who bought that game, but why was that game made? <laughs> I don't imagine it's a very good game. The idea of wanking to a video game is the lowest... The and lowest it, thing you could possibly it, do. Quite, it's impossible. Are you well, just yeah, you playing can... it for the articles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, well, you couldn't play it and wank at the same time. You'd have to just... I'm guessing there would be a lot of scenes where a controller wouldn't be necessary. It would have to be. You'd have like a... 
I, I think I'm going to have to click through. Playboy the Mansion is a simulation game video game for the PlayStation 2, Microsoft Windows, and Xbox consoles developed by Cyberlaw Studios, published by Groove Games and R Rush Entertainment, and licensed by Playboy Enterprises. Um, Playboy the Mansion puts players in the role of Hugh Hefner, so you play as Hugh Hefner. <laughs> wow, that's the least sexy thing I can possibly imagine. The founder of Playboy magazine and Playboy Enterprise referred to in the game as Hef. The aim of the game is to build the famed Playboy empire from scratch, starting from a humble magazine to celebrity endorsements to home entertainment to internet websites to merchandise, and then presumably at the end you make a game out of... Is this like Football Manager? Yes, yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like Football Manager or Theme Park or Theme Hospital, yeah. but for the Playboy Mansion. Uh-huh. That's, no, when, that's not even the game that people who would want to play this game would want. The no. player can mould the famed Playboy Mansion to their own needs and wants oh, I'm and sure. has the option of experiencing the infamous Playboy Playmate parties. Mm. In, so it's like a roller coaster tycoon. So you get to set it all up and then you can just watch the Playboy party. <laughs> in a sort of voyeuristic way <laughs> just from my sort of top down isometric view like god <laughs> and this is 2005 so the graphics are going to be a little bit wanting yeah. oh the next one's just for Chris Phil Collins yes. appears as himself in Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories does he? says so right here it doesn't seem like the kind of thing you would forget uh, no it's not um, um have oh, you played oh, Vice City oh, Stories, that, though? That might have been on a it's PSP, on the, isn't it? Yeah, the No, I don't Vita. play that. Yeah. Although I might now. Um, I see. Hang out with Phil Collins <laughs> at the <laughs> Playboy Mansion. <laughs> I wonder if he is a playable character. That, that would be interesting, but I, I doubt it. Because <laughs> I imagine it would be very boring. Have you seen... Really? <laughs> no, as much as I'm a fan. I'm not... I don't want to say I'm a fan. I'm... Fond of some songs by Phil Collins. I'm not ashamed of that. But you I did be. see him on an interview once. And the interviewer asked him, I think it was the one show. Um, so what sort of music do you listen to? And Phil said, don't really listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, Phil Collins simulator. That's not going to become a genre on its own, is it? Tim sitting. <laughs> Grumbling. <laughs> a fill em up. <laughs> that sounds That sounds more like the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> Cat Williams and Ricky Gervais perform in the comedy clubs of Grand Theft Auto 4. Yeah, I remember I that remember one. Remember that? Yep. 50 Cent appeared as himself in 50 Cent Bulletproof and 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. I didn't play these, but this is this third-person game where you ran around as 50 Cent in Middle Eastern countries just blowing shit up with, like, machine really? guns. Yeah, that's what that game was. Holy shit. That's not right, is it? So it, I don't think it was very good. <laughs> um, also, he's not bulletproof. He's been shot about eight times, hasn't he? <laughs> A fictionalised version of rock band Kiss appear in Kiss Psycho Circus, The Nightmare Child. <laughs> I'm noticing a recurring theme that these are all not very good games. <laughs> Kiss also appear in Tony Hawk's Underground, um, both in performing cameos and as secret characters, <gasps> although Ooh. only Gene Simmons has his own moves. The other members have default pedestrian moves and animations. <laughs> yeah, none of these... Are good games. They're all bad games. 
And um, license doesn't tend to work. Yeah, it's almost no, GTA, as if. Oh yeah, GTA Four. That was the weakest of the GTAs, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's almost as if shoehorning a celebrity into your game is going to decrease the quality, or shoehorning mm. a celebrity into anything. The Simpsons. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I watched um, the, the the film Spy um, last night, which has got a cameo shoehorned in from Fifty Cent, as it would happen, mm. oh, really? and it's god awful. Um, how so, was yeah. the film? Uh, God awful. Really, um, the whole thing. Ugh, so I had a free love. ticket for Wednesday, and I thought so, two hours for that kind of thing. Uh, you could have cut forty-five minutes without even drawing mm. a breath. It was yeah. just so overly done. Um, boring, boring, boring. Um, Aerosmith um, appear in Revolution X: Quest for Fame and Guitar Hero Aerosmith. Um, that makes sense. Mike Tyson appears as himself in Mike Tyson's Punch Out with two exclamation marks. That's from 1987, um, and which at that point Mike Tyson he wasn't was... um, a, a name to be that might actually endorse your product rather than. Uh, yeah, I think if there was a game out now called Mike Tyson Punch Out, don't know if it'd do so well. Um, although Mike Tyson main event was developed for the iPhone, so. What do you know? There you go. Um, Shaquille O'Neal stars in his own <laughs> fighting games for Super Nintendo and Sega These Genesis are called Shaq Fu. <laughs> um, and also appears as an unlockable fighter in one UFC game. Um, and Burt Reynolds appears as himself in Saints Row the Third. Burt Reynolds, really? <laughs> yep. Um, that and doesn't it. seem to be uh, an, exa- an exhaustive list. There I must have been more. more than that. Yeah, because um, they're pretty bad. Exam- other than Grand Theft Auto, the rest of them are terrible. And yeah. I'd give a special recommendation to Shaq Fu. We should remind you that not all of our wiki shuffles make it onto the podcast. We do have a daily wiki shuffle on Twitter, um, which Phil very kindly does each day at four forty-five GMT. And you can see those on Wikishuffle Pod. Speaking of our daily Wikishuffle, we recently got a retweet by international DJ um, and producer Mastermind Soulshock. Yes, you did have to just look that up, though, didn't I you? I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> but we mentioned him, we stumbled upon him on one of the um, uh, random um, article presses, and um, I had never heard of him before, but he's obviously um, searched for his own name on Twitter, and um, <laughs> and and then retweeted. So, hi, Soul Shock, if you're listening, um, good work. <laughs> Is it? There? Is it? Uh, and yeah, you can find us on Facebook uh, slash Wiki Shuffle. You can email us anything interesting that you find at podcast at wikishuffle.co.uk. You can find us on iTunes, and indeed that is the best way to support the podcast. If you leave us a review, subscribe, leave us a star rating, any of that. Uh, and, yeah, that's your lot. Are we all done? <laughs> it's good to leave on a high. <laughs> that's your lot. Go away. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 